0: Welcome to the clam
1: bay.
0: How do you like me now? Maybe as a chowder or on a platter with melted butter and tangy mustard in a cluster from the coast of California. A trust of luscious muscles bathed in the gravitational of
2: Our brand new theme song by Allison Bruno, aka B Squid. Allison, thank you so much for my birthday present of writing as a new theme rap. It's amazing. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, I'm excited for all you clam fans to hear it over and over again this year. So I'm Lindsay Stidham. Angela's out. I'm I'm like my clam is flying solo, uh, which happens every now and then. Um, Angela's shooting a short film She'll be back next week Um, But if you've never listened to The Clambake Each week we interview different guests About their experiences, challenges, triumphs, and follies With feminism And being a human is tough being a feminist is complicated, but our best resource is each other. Welcome to the Clam Clams. Thanks for being here, oh, ladies. So happy to be a clam. So good. Um, I have a full booth tonight. It's so exciting. We have three ladies here who are most of WOM, mm-hmm. but I'm going to let you guys like introduce yourselves and tell us
1: what WOM is, and then we'll get into mm-hmm. the questions. Well. I'm Claire Wollner, and uh, yesterday, or two days ago I guess, we were actually rehearsing with someone who was helping us do some choreography for the show that we'll talk about in a bit, and he said, um, what is Wam? by the way? great impression of Eli. What is Wam? So what Wam is is something that Grace, who unfortunately is not here right now, made up, which uh, it's a word for a woman. That yeah. doesn't have man in it. Mm. Because we don't have our own word. I know. There's female. There's, there's lady. woman. So it's like police wom, policeman. Yeah. yeah. So she made it up in a bit one yeah. day when we were rehearsing. And we took it on. And now in this show that we're doing, it's what we are. We are the wom. We are the wom.
2: What yeah. a perfect thing right before the Women's March to have you guys here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, keep going. Let's keep going with introductions, you guys. Love yeah. It. P.S. The lighting, obviously, you can't see this because it's a <laughs> podcast. But the uh, the Wom designed their own lighting tonight. It's all clear. and Alison
0: actually. She came in with the little draperies. It's so
2: good. The booth has been production designed and it's never looked better. <laughs> it's very. It's going to be a very <laughs> intimate evening. Yes. It is. I feel like it's stimulating sex talk radio voices a yeah. little bit, but I like I it. Can't <laughs> avoid.
0: I can't avoid the sex talk radio when. <laughs> in this environment like I love yeah anyway sex talk radio voice is so fun to play with uh I guess I'll introduce myself hi I'm Lucia Brizzi and I am part of the WOM collective um we are creating this show uh we're all part of what the hippo and we're creating a show together called sugar bear um which is very much like organically devised through lots of lady time um but uh one thing on the WOM that's interesting to note that has been noted to me many times is that we do have a male director but I like to say that M stands for money. Money happens to make the wom go round right now. So until yeah. the woM revolution, we do have a male gaze informing our show. Mm-hmm. and I I'm just fucking with everybody because everyone- <laughs> <laughs> but but it is true. We do have a male director, but um it's still like it's kind of amazing because I feel like this show like it's been really cool to see how what the hippo has never done in all female production and like just seeing how, it feels so different from anything that this group of people has ever done before. And like seeing how his curiosity of our world, like he comes in almost like this observer of our world and is like, what? Tell me more about that. Let's see that play out. And like has not come in to like mass make it masculine at all has only just been, I think this like awesome reflection of like what is organically coming out of us, which sometimes you need that reflection to even see so yeah. like and it's been cool to see how and i think that's actually like a very interesting thing to look at like how we can draw out the masculine and feminine in each other rather than be like at conflict and like really celebrate what the women what women have been bringing but i think men are craving and needing like just as we are craving and needing to be fully realized men are craving and needing for the feminine side of themselves to be expressed
2: yeah man Mm. I feel like if men were more in touch with their femininity in America in general we wouldn't be in the mess we're in right now if that was like allowed more often
1: yeah Mm. yeah
2: yeah yeah and we have the amazing uh, I mean what is your official title with this production production designer production artist um, <laughs> what Artists. do you guys? Say? And you can
0: go really close. Like, yeah. Yeah. yeah, you're you're a full artist. Like you're not just I'm, making I'm something the, for I'm it. I'm the
3: visual artist. Tell yeah. us your name. My name is Allison Honeycutt, yeah. and I was sort of, I was invited into the WOM to help them with all their like practical needs of set and all that, but also because they wanted for this performance. Not just to have props and things, but to have it be more of, like, an art installation that the performance kind of lives in and, you know, yeah. explores. Mm-hmm. So that's my Does the WOM
2: have their own Instagram? Because I've seen your art, I think, mainly on Claire's Insta, which is, like, incredible, the, the art that's going to be in this show. Mm-hmm. But where should people go to see, like, more of your art and the art that's in this show?
3: My art, I have an uh, Instagram that's my, like, my current art that's more in the spain which is just my instagram is Allison honey cut hunt that's just it but I like that that's but your a name sentence but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like uh yeah. it's yeah. like an active Allison, honey cut, Allison yeah.
1: honey cut hunt Allison uh, hunt. I mean, I mean, honey cut hunt
0: alison i just like when when ending s- a sentence with a verb like hunt. like say a sentence and then just go do it
1: yeah well like, claire
0: yeah. wilner fight <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: eat yeah. Oh,
0: thanks. <laughs> <Yeah>. Please. just um, <laughs> <still>, did um,
2: talk. <laughs> <Yeah>. Yes.
0: <laughs> but, um, I think also that we have a hashtag. We can yeah. give all the our hashtag. Instagrams, but the yeah. hashtag lives. We'll pimp it.
2: We'll pimp living. it hardcore at the end of the show. Yeah. Yeah. We'll ha- get into the questions. Hashtag Guam
0: of Sugar Bear, though, is a good place to find a lot, okay, of, cool. a lot of hot cool, picks. Cool, cool, yeah, cool.
3: Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. Awesome. Um, well, our first question to everybody, now that everybody knows everybody, is, are you a feminist?
1: Why or why not? Mm. Who, who answers just go you in can order. each answer go yeah in go in a circle We have an go order now <laughs> but we should
0: we should purposefully not do the same order every time because that will make us um, more neurotic maybe yeah mm. and I also
2: just watched like full confession I just well I guess I've seen clowning a lot if you're if you don't live in la i feel like there's like a idiot work revolution happening mm. in improv right now well, and uh i, I like I'm a big know. improv nerd I've like done improv off and on for like 12 years but I have not done any of this like fascinating idiot work so it like it seems like it's all about breaking the rules so oh, I'm yes. like oh, I feel you you can't go in the same mm. order idiots oh, like you just like anarchy that's
0: it and it's so hard to maintain <laughs> anarchy without becoming a stickler for it mm. is the thing you know it yeah. becomes its own kind of dogma Yeah. cause I fucking hate rules yeah
1: they're made to be broken <laughs>
0: like, I love rules <laughs> but
4: we need them too I'm mixed too. I'm really
1: mixed when it comes to rules <laughs> ambiguous I'm just mixed you know Yeah. like my name is Claire Wolner, and I have no apologies. Mm, love that. But I'm sorry, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. that's what Claire is—a very complicated
0: thinker, which makes you a fascinating person and one that I'm blessed to get to know more deeply. It's like,
3: wow, yeah, because you're not a—you're not a one thing. It's true. I'm gonna answer the question. Yes, though, though. wonderful. Awesome. Yes, Me I'll too. be. The rule <laughs> rule <laughs> <if> I probably <laughs> will be the rule
2: keeper. and Make you answer questions. So whatever.
3: Um. Okay. So, I. Allison Honeycutt, mm. am a feminist? I would say yes. I would definitely say, I think I was a feminist before I realized I was a feminist. When I was in art school, my teacher forced me to start reading feminist magazines because he said that all my work was feminist. And I was like, no, it's not. And he's like, yes, it is. You need to like learn about feminism. What a cool. good ally that man cool. is. Cool, yeah. yeah, what <laughs> a <was>. cool dude. <laughs> yeah.
4: He
3: was a cool dude, I liked him. Um yeah, I mean, I, I mean, why not be a feminist? Mm-hmm. It's like equality, like getting to be, like, a real person in the world as mm-hmm. a woman. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. What What more to say? Totally,
1: totally. Anybody, I anybody else? <laughs> Claire, Cosgrove, Martisich, Wolner. Are
0: those all parts of your name?
1: Yeah. Wow. I'm absolutely a feminist. And I think it's such an interesting idea. And I think that it's a word that is is challenging to use because it has a different meaning to so many people. It does. And it's
2: still like a very charged word, which is like so fascinating to me that it's yeah. like, yeah. you know, women have been fighting for a change in revolution and revolution equality for a long, long time. And that word still freaks so many people out. Yeah. It's oh. a crazy town.
1: Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yes. y- and, and I think that there's, um, <laughs> I mean, I'm sure we'll get into this at some point, but uh, ca- caveat, mm-hmm. this morning, uh, my fiance and I were talking about what's coming up with the Aziz and Zari stuff and all that, right? Mm, yeah. And he said, I'm so surprised, like, doesn't this guy, isn't this guy grossed out by himself? And who knows? I don't know what his life is like. I don't know what's true and what's not. But the idea of a man being ashamed of his behavior towards a woman and i said nick i have experienced this so many times yeah, yeah totally 50% if not more and maybe a part of it is bad choices on my part growing up being in whatever college does things all these different things right but i but i just said like it's wonderful that to you that's not the reality and you don't understand how men can do that and be okay with themselves yeah. but i need you to understand that this is the rule often mm-hmm. right so to me it's like about <laughs> just saying the things that are true because i think that we 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 believe what we want to believe mm-hmm. of course obviously that's so obvious to say but we really don't know sometimes mm. totally you know yeah. so yeah i'll speak to that question yeah so. it is
0: funny the word is funny because there's no word to say i'm not a racist but somehow it's weird to say I'm a feminist, right? Like, there's, Hmm. you don't go around saying, oh, are you a humanist or are you not a human? Are you into racism or you're not? But being a feminist seems like a statement. And that is so silly because it's basically saying a humanist, like, I believe in human rights for everybody. It's also, I think, super humbling to, like, grow up because, okay, so my grandmother, I'm super proud of her. She was a riveter. Wow. She was also one of the first women, maybe the first woman, to graduate from Harvard Architectural School.
2: Whoa, what a
4: cool grandma. Elizabeth
0: Moynihan, 92 years old. Yeah, she's super cool. Hi. My mother ran a women's leadership company my whole life for, wow. like, 30 years. She started it the year I was born. Unpack that. Super weird and psychological that she starts her own company the year that she births a child. But, you know, whatever. <laughs> (laughs) 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 resisting being a mom maybe I don't know but so I was raised by like this like very hardcore feminist upbringing and then um I think I think for me it was just like I think it is kind of slow reconciling like I just thought it was obvious and not a thing and then yeah in the last like hearing the the term the male gaze this very year I was like I don't get that really. And it took me a while to realize, oh, I have a male gaze. I internalized that. And then all those sexual allegation stuff, just realizing, oh, what I took for normal, like my whole mid-20s, like unpacking all those stories and moments. Because I have a very optimistic outlook, and I, I feel like I've been able to feel like see light and not dwell. But then I was like, oh, there's a lot of shit that... I just, like, took for normal to because it's, like, we normalize to survive. Mm -hmm. And, like, you know, Beyonce, I'm a survivor, Mm -hmm. also a (laughs) feminist, you know? So I am a feminist. I'm proud to be a feminist. And it's, like, uh, I think it's also – now I'm talking a lot, but the other thing is the (laughs) humility of realizing the history we come from, Mm -hmm. that we are, like, part of that history, that we didn't just, like, get plopped out and, like, oh, Friends is on television and, like, things aren't so bad. Like, we are – In our DNA, the structure of like waiting for a man to save me. All these things that we feel like are our issues, quote unquote, are like passed down lineage that we're working through. And like being kind of like one woman or community, like we are the revolution, like just our life choices and our changing and liberating our own minds.
2: Amen, sister. (laughs) Um, So we talked a little bit about what Sugar Bear is, but is Sugar Bear the show Or you are the WOM and you've created Sugar Bear the show. I just want to get it totally
1: right. Is that right? Okay, so there's, so What the Hippo Collective, Lucia, you should explain because I heard you explain it to someone super well recently. Oh, thank you.
0: Well, so What the Hippo is a collective and it sort of began by John Gilkey, who um, was a clown in Cirque du Soleil and he sort of created like his own version of like modern day clowning, which is being called idiot work which I love it because it's dumb and also very serious idiot work. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, basically there's no fourth wall. We're playing with the audience. The idea is like the fuck stuff up. There's Mm -hmm. no rules really. So it's like you go on stage with like nothing. You're working with the audience. You're kind of this idiotic version of yourselves. And I think a lot of the work that we've created as a collective, like there's a few ensembles and there's classes and all this stuff, but I feel like the energy has always been sort of this like masculine, even in the words like fuck it up, like, Mm -hmm. you know, like create an energy. It's always been like this really fun, but like definitely more masculine feel. And Claire, Grace, Mira, and I all do this work. And um, it was Claire's idea, like, I want to put on an all-female production and see what happens, what's different. And I think what we're finding is like more of this – poetry more like the beauty more of the like finding the absurdity in like in like softer moments Mm -hmm. that like just really leaning in like leaning in hard to like okay maybe a man wouldn't laugh and that's okay Mm -hmm. and does it even need to be funny and like maybe not so I think it's been kind of this amazing doorway into like and I think for Gilkey John Gilkey who's been doing this for like maybe 12 years or something in LA like working with building this community and this training, I think for him, it's, like, also, like, another onion layer to, like, see what happens when it's just a woman world with this play.
1: Yeah. Cool. Yeah, so that's what The Hippo, which, as Lucia said, Grace, Lucia, Mira, and I are all in ensembles. There's three, four ensembles now. Um, The Merge. The Merge, which Lucia's in, which was directed by Gilkey. Vivian Beckley, Performing Arts Players, which I was in, which is... I'm not sure what's going on with that right now. Also was directed by Gilkey. And then uh, Grace is in that ensemble as well. And then Mira is in an ensemble called G- Deep Squeeze, which is directed by another person who's in the merge. Anyway, that's doesn't matter to anyone who's not in What the Hippo. I don't know exactly <laughs> why I just explained that. but um, Different shows. We're all in different ensembles, combined. right? Yes. So we don't, the four of us, women, Grace and I work together, but the four of us didn't work together in the same way yeah. ever before. And... John um, has kind of split off a little bit from what the hippo to sort of let it start to take on a life of its own because there's people that have been training with him for so long and he um, wanted to start doing these smaller shows like Uh I I can't speak for him as to why he's doing it exactly but um, it seems that he wants to explore things more creatively in a different manner you know and like Lucia said I just really wanted to do one that was women and I pitched it to him and he said okay well You know, come up with your idea and then you guys come back to me and we'll work it out. So basically, that's what Sugar Bear is. We went to a lodge to
0: to work on it. We just were like, all right, well, let's get in a cabin. So we went to a lodge and have a new called Sugar Bear Lodge. Oh. And cute. it was really cute. She was. It was the kind of place where she, we got an email being like, don't forget your spa towels because <laughs> we have regular towels, but you need special towels for the outside jacuzzi. Mm-hmm. Oh. I don't know if that informs you about the vibe of the show, but I yeah. feel like that's an important detail.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that's what we did. So I asked Lucia and Grace and Mira if they were on board. All of them were super interested. I said, I don't know what it's going to be about. But I really – it's this thing that Lucia was talking about, I think, where th- – I mean – Comedy, entertainment, the world, everything is male-dominated, Yeah, right? Idiot Collective is totally male-dominated. The merge particularly. The merge totally is, yeah.
0: I just had to go on stage and, like, suck a bunch of toes. I mean, (laughs) we just get into some dirty, like, it's just, like, if it's dirty and disgusting and, like, weird, it's, like, you know what I mean? Yeah. So I literally just sucked toes on stage, um, and that was an act of desperation. But it was definitely, like, part of it is, like, it's a different energy,
2: it's yeah, like it is. is if you've spent a lot of years watching improv, like it was very uh, joyous to watch you guys be so physical. Oh my Great!
1: Oh yeah, we oh, have we a new person. Oh my god, s- we have another wom.
2: We have so, we've been talking about you in the third person, but now you're here in the first oh my person. God. Ba-da, ba-da. So- <laughs> Allison, could you describe what the art looks like a little bit uh, for this show, and get real close to the microphone? Okay, um, the, the <laughs> art
3: for the show. In a nutshell, I actually described it like this today to, to Grace. It's kind of like sexy nursery school. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's good. That's true. <laughs> I shouldn't have responded that way. I'm going to regret that. <laughs> I like that. It, it, yeah. was, it kind of just developed that way. I don't know. That's that's how it is, but I it's like definitely it,
2: exploring feminine anatomy,
3: correct? Oh yeah, there's definitely yes. some of that um, in like
2: a hyperbolic way. I would yeah, there's think definitely yeah. there's yeah.
3: definitely. I mean, besides just like the set pieces and the colors and the and like the general costumes, there's definitely like bush and nipples present. Yes. Yes. Oh yeah, I wow. mean not to give too much away, <laughs> yeah. but.
4: I don't think you'll be disappointed. If you're looking for bush and uh, nips, this is the show for you. (laughs) (laughs) All right? uh, 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 We've got bushes. (laughs) We've got nips. We've got other things, but mostly bush and (laughs) (laughs) nips. Sugar bear. (laughs) One. It's what nips and bush are at. (laughs) Um, that's yeah, the voice grace why don't you introduce, introduce okay. yourself but like that now like maybe you shouldn't I'm just gonna pepper in taglines <laughs> no. throughout the the whole podcast um but yeah I'm grace lusk I am part of the wom of sugar bear I came to it from like I started doing this sort of weirdo idiot clown stuff um, because I originally started like performing just as a stand-up comedian. That was like my way into comedy and I've been doing that for a couple of years. I started in Chicago. I've been doing it out here for a couple of years, but, um, when I moved from Chicago to LA, um, I like started going to my friend's standup shows at the laugh factory and stuff just to kind of see, and I remember just feeling like, oh, like going to see people at the clubs. A lot of the time I just felt like, oh, these people aren't really taking risks. It's all like, especially in L.A., like attractive people talking about their sex life, which is really a pretty yeah. positive yeah. Thing for them. Yeah. Like They're getting laid a lot. I get it. With
0: good looking people. Good we looking- drink smoothies after. I
4: know. Everyone's yeah, I like it. good looking and getting laid. And I was like, OK, I'm bored by this. And then I went and saw actually one of Lucia's shows. I saw the Merge. with And it was the same night. I went to see a show at the Laugh Factory, and then I saw the Merge. And it was the, like, most insane, like, flip for me. I just felt like the stakes were so high. It was all so improvised and, like, so risky and so messed up and so also beautiful because you just felt the energy of it all being created right there in front of you. And I just loved it. And so then I was like, okay, like, this is more what I want to be doing both with my stand-up and with just, like, my my performance in general is just taking more risks. So I feel like that's kind of what the Idiot Workshop has done for me, and that's mm-hmm. kind of definitely what we're doing with the show. It feels like a huge risk. I'm, like, mm-hmm. always ju- – we're all, like, constantly, like, what is this? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. it's so – It's going to be good, though. It's yeah. going to be so good because – It's
2: risk with tits yeah. and nips. Oh, yeah. Whoa. I mean,
4: yeah. what <laughs> – when there are tits and nips, you know what I mean. How aren't you taking a risk when you're when you're all tits <laughs> yeah. and nips? What,
1: what yeah, is, is the difference between tits and nips? Oh, that's a good question. <laughs> I question. think it's more like
0: tit is like the whole flesh part. Uh, the yeah, nip yeah. is just the little pointy fun the nip part. Nip is the controversial
1: right. part. Right, right. So so Square. tits are just kind of like whatever we have, you know. Yeah, you gotta really emphasize the nips when you say <laughs> it, Grace. And I'm gonna tits say
4: I'm gonna let you guys know too. We are very low on the tits, very high on nips in this group yeah. too. <laughs> <laughs> <And> very <laughs> small tits. Yeah, little.
0: little Little tiny a cups, but yeah. nips for
2: days. Yeah, there's. Uh, how big's the bush, really? Oh well, multiple. <laughs> there's Great. multiple. Good. There's some big ones. Option. I love it. I think bush is back. It's my opinion.
0: And sugar, because I think that's another thing too. I think it was really interesting for us to explore our sexuality, nudity, being a wom, but like have it not be like our our sexuality is ours. It's not a tool. It can be, but it doesn't need to be a perverse tool to get something or to get a reaction. It's fucking ours. Mm-hmm. And I think that even Allison describing, like, the the sexy nursery school, <laughs> the reason I had that, like, kind of explicit and strange reaction of yes
4: is because I feel like... It wasn't yes, it was yes. yes. <laughs> I
0: feel like it's, it's just beautiful to see the innocence in sexuality because yeah. it is innocent. It's a part of the human like wiring yeah it's like we're these magical goddesses who have like all these sensations on our bodies and somehow it's been perverted by you know those those religious people (laughs) (laughs) there are two
1: things about that though that i think when when we the four of us went on our sugar bear retreat where we sort of constructed ideas for the show mira i think was the one who's who taught who asked the question of what would—how did you say? It? Like, what would your sexuality be like if it wasn't in a world that was informed by the male gaze? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. it's really—that's a great question, yeah, interesting and challenging interesting. to think about. It's really challenging to think about. Yeah, to me, right. it, it is. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Because I think, I, I mean, you never have get been given the opportunity, or I never have been given the opportunity to think about it like that. You know. And, and I, it's we're kind of exploring that, I think, yeah. in a really roundabout way where it won't ever be answered, particularly, at least not. In I was street. just going to ask you what answer yeah, what yeah, kind exactly. of answers did you come up with to that question well, or c- conclusions, if any? <laughs> well, I think that what we've come up with is that it's a it would be it would be a totally different world. Like another thing that Mira had said was about clothing that if 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 it was a matriarchal society our clothing would be entirely different and you start to think about the way that your body feels like what actually feels good without all these ideas of what looks good with this with that okay so what actually feels good what fabrics feel good what things being covered feel good i really like to wear tight jeans sometimes they make my vagina hurt i'm just saying like Mm. it's not always the most comfortable thing in the world yeah but do you agree? Do you guys agree? Right now, agree. My tight jeans are hurting yeah. my vagina. and I wanted to
0: say truly about that. Right now, they're killing me. My whole stomach is like hurting. But I, I, um, I, I'm only wearing jeans right now because I had an audition and the wom know this because I got a call back. So it was a process this week. I got an audition for girl on a date for a commercial. She's sexy but not too sexy. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. She really likes this guy. She's trying hard, mm. but everything's pretty perfect but she's not everything's pretty perfect but she's not trying too hard. No. Fantastic oh hair God. with her own style and flavor. And like just reading Only those Only a
2: man wrote that exactly, breakdown. Exactly. Right. Reading
0: the notes over and over and like realizing I had to put on tight jeans. That was exactly reconciling that moment a man has decided that this girl on a date is definitely wearing tight jeans,
1: and you got the call back, baby. I got the
0: call, and so that's the only reason why I'm wearing these tight jeans. Cause money make the womb go round right now.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so it's weird, right? <laughs> okay, so that's one thing. That's why the
2: other thing. answer you came to, if the male gaze, if you thought of your sexuality without the male gaze, loose pants,
1: loose, loose pants. pants. Okay, I'm cool. wearing it, loose pants it's right basically now. Basically, just that's mm. what Allison wears. That's what I wear all the time. Yeah, now. <laughs> it's fucking great. But what Allison said was that this this idea of being when we were talking about it the other day, the sexy nursery school is that that's what women are expected to be like super innocent and Mm -hmm. young, but also like sultry and hot Yeah, (laughs) and like, don't fuck too much, but like fuck right now if I want to. Yeah. And it's just like, what?
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It's like, how are we alive? Really?
0: I also think there's something about this particular age that we're all in because you know we are we are full wom right now. Like yeah. we're wom. We're wom as fuck. Like I,
2: my fertility is in full effect. Yeah, you guys. like it, it reminds really me every month. <laughs> yeah,
0: I think that like, the choices start to become real at this age because when you're like 20, you can be like, oh, maybe I'll marry a billionaire and have a baby, or maybe I'll da da da. But now it's like you're actually seeing, okay, I have made choices and they are affecting my future. Yeah. and then you start to have to make those choices, like, do I want this or that? Like and then the the reality of the programming, you're actually challenged with it.
2: Yeah, it's cray cray yeah. cray town. So tell me how you build a piece like this when you are part of the WAM slash part of the Hippo Collective. Like, what is the process? Does it start with improv? Would you call this a scripted piece? Is it definable yeah. even?
0: It's turning out to be fairly scripted, but. Room in between,
4: all totally improvised though. To To create it, it. yeah, yeah, we just get in a room, um, with our director John Gilkey, and um, we just start. We just we, I mean, we also did some writing beforehand, so we had some idea of some of the things we wanted to talk about. Um, but it's kind of it. it, It's like a balance between like text and movement and music and just kind of also like trying to find space. I think one thing that John is really good at. Um, after coming from like Cirque du Soleil and stuff is just like sharing focus you know what I mean when to spotlight someone when to take the spotlight off like um you know transitioning and stuff like that um in an environment that's not like improvised scenes you know where it's like all right and cut you know the person mm-hmm. runs across and now it's yeah. a new scene you know it's like it's very flowy yeah and um, which also it. makes it it uh, I think a lot more difficult to script Um, And so you find all this like brilliant stuff and improvisation and then you have to decide whether you want to try and refine that moment and make it the same or if something more beautiful comes out of just the idea or the feeling that you had going into that. So it's like a lot of different things. I don't really yeah. – I hope that – did that answer anything? Yeah.
2: So people who have, like, never been exposed to this type of performance who are going to be coming to your show, like, would you define it as performance art? No. No. Okay. But
0: maybe, like, maybe they could. That's fine. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> I think one thing that we like to play with is, like, not controlling how the audience responds. Like, that's important to us, I feel like, as what the hippo. Like
4: Yeah, we don't control it, but we certainly react to it. Yes, mm, yeah, yeah. but I
0: mean in terms of like this is a comedy show, this is a very high art show. I love that we're doing like the dumbest thing possible in the art world. Like this is an art installation and like we're going to be doing some shit that's just like intentionally to make you be like that's so stupid. So like I just, that for me, and I know like, I'm I'm not in the art world but I'd love to hear like what you think about that in terms of like bringing in that, those
3: forces and playing with that. Well, <clears throat> I, I really like it. I I really like idiot work, and I'm really happy that my my um wearable art is being incorporated because there's there's actually a couple things that are happening that I know of. I haven't actually seen the whole show. I've gone to a couple rehearsals. I know some of the bits and some of the concepts, but there's a couple things that are that have sort of come to fruition that are like my dreams for my pieces so cool so I'm really happy about that um I feel like it actually made me feel like I should be doing more performance art I just don't think that way I don't think in in the performance realm it's like my mind goes blank when I start to think in that direction because I'm so much more tactile but um yeah I, I think that it's really just a step away from just straight up performance art but it's definitely something different I mean like <clears throat> it could kind of go either way honestly like idiot work is really interesting because it's like so <laughs> it can be so it's kind of incomprehensible sometimes but yet like poetic and hilarious and it just like travels through a lot of different emotions that's my experience with it
0: And to me, like, what's so exciting about this is I've never felt as an artist more fully like this work is about like bringing out you and like that is it. And I, you know, I'm not going to name names. There is no school that I've ever been to for comedy that has been about that. Every other school has been about this is how we do. This is how it's funny here. You like it or you don't. Can you learn how to do it this way? And that's not what we're doing. Like, Gilkey is like. I want to see your essence come mm-hmm. forward. And if that's funny, then maybe you're a comedian. If that's not funny, then maybe you're a poet and that can live in the, what the hippo also like, you know, so I just feel not to label what's funny, what's something, but you know what I mean? Like, I think we don't go into it like, here's how to be funny. It's just like, what naturally
2: comes about from,
0: like, the truth is often really funny. Yeah. So
2: will the audience find themselves as participatory members of this show? Hopefully.
1: Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yes, absolutely. So. The audience helps They're us make the show. Them. Not You know, I think in a way, like, energetically, mm-hmm. when you're doing this, that's what I find. That's why it's so important to have an audience. Yeah. So to an audience. yeah. It totally makes... It's helpful. It's, the other it's so <laughs> helpful. And, and, the other really need the yeah. and I yeah. just think that, like, the feel of the show which is t- true with anything live that you do, of course. But I think with this, it will really change depending on who's in the audience and what's there. And mm-hmm. a big part of what I like about idiot work is that it's, if someone asks a question of the audience, we expect an answer. Yeah, And it's like, you, you know what I mean? It's, it's really trying to not make the audience a part of the show. I hope that doesn't scare people from it's coming not, to the show. It's not scary. You it's, don't have to answer you a question if you really up and don't want dance.
0: to. We don't make you do yeah, like bar gonna, mitzvah like, stuff. If,
4: we're not gonna like yeah, put you in a costume, no. make you spin we're around. We're just gonna like, look at you and see you, you
1: man. It's yeah. just about the fact that everyone's there. You know yeah, that we're like, all we're sharing this. And we're all there. That's why I don't think it's performance art, is because it's to me that that feels removed from the thing. Now, here's what's weird is that I do think that we're artists and I do think that it's a performance. So I guess it's performance art. I like the word but It's
0: happening because it's a happening. Yeah, it's a you're happening. you're experiencing this night just as much as we are. You know, it's not yeah. like it's I'm going to go term. to a
1: show. I'm going to numb
0: out. I'm going to turn off my phone. I'm going to be quiet. I'm going to be a, 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 on the wall while these other people live. Yeah. No, like you're welcomed into the WOM world. We're going to have a night together. It's going to be really wonderful and we'll do the heavy lifting. You're not going to have to stand up and like
3: clap your hands or anything. Yeah. You know? Yeah, and it's not like that clown show I went to in DC where my friend promised me that the clowns wouldn't come into the audience and they did and they actually touched us with their hands and I got scared. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's yeah. nothing go, right? like that. It's do you have not like a scary. clown, like a red-nosed clown fear? I don't, but it was scary. I yeah. have one
4: of the worst <laughs> moments, most shameful moments of my my life brought to my hands by a freaking clown in Florence, <laughs> Italy. This white, like what this had white paint. This guy had white paint. Like all a mime, face. a mime clown. It was like a mime clown. Yeah, in Florence, playing in this like square, yeah. and I'm like trying to cut through this crowd. Big mistake. Do not <laughs> cut you through the crowd. <laughs> at a clown show. All right. Yeah. So I cut through the, clou- the crowd. The clown immediately comes up to me and he's like pointing at his cheek for me to kiss it. Pointing at his Ooh, cheek for me to kiss it. And that's there's Italians. like 50 people. That <laughs> which you know, she's done. And he's putting it at his cheek and I'm like, oh my gosh. And everybody's around me like waiting for me to kiss his cheek. So I'm like, okay, I guess I'll daintily kiss this guy's cheek. Kiss his cheek, smears his white paint all over my face in oh. front of the whole crowd. So now my face is covered in white paint, oh and God. I was mortified. <gasps> so there will be no white face paint at this show. <laughs> just to let everybody yeah. know, there's no face paint. There's okay? no face paint. Yeah, no face paint. There's no paint. No there like litter. If you
2: do have a clown fear, it's like not literal
4: clown. Not as no. We should just clarify. No. No. Yeah, yeah. Not at all. <laughs> Yeah, the only way that it's a clown bit, like clown show, is in the sense that some of like the games are like clown games, you yeah. know? Yeah. Like the joke is definitely yeah. on us. You got to
0: deeply be like a comedy nerd though to have any idea that there's like some lineage from clown.
4: You know, like yeah. if you're like
0: a a normal person who's like never had like the great joy of being in an improv class you would not know that there was anything to do with that kind of thing but really what it is is that vulnerability and that openness with the audience and like yeah exactly the clown being the lowest in the room not the highest like that's why i love idiot work too is like we don't come into the space like yo i got some jokes that are really cool it's like we are like the stupidest people in the room and then the audience can have
1: fun yeah. Yes. Except oh. I'm the smart one. Oh so. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Claire's Super.
4: smart, but she yeah. she's also I say a lot
1: of really smart stuff during you the show. Like that,
4: like that sentence you just said. Yeah. That was
0: clear. <laughs> I have to say, I I did vipassana ten <laughs> day meditation retreat. These girls have heard about it at nauseam. We've
4: heard. We We've know. heard means You don't talk for ten. I days, don't have friends And then anymore. you talk forever for the rest. Yeah, of your about life. it. You <laughs>
0: lose your ego, so you talk about it. Which I, she have
4: cried in her sleep. I
0: cried in my sleep every night. It was amazing. <laughs> she I mean, didn't know. Didn't know. Didn't know I was crying in my sleep.
2: Hysterically, you her mean like your your roommate there told you after ten days she
0: was like so sorry you were crying every night in your sleep we couldn't tell you we couldn't hug you or oh we couldn't help you and I said I don't think that's true but yeah it was true <laughs> I was purging my tears while fully unconscious like what a beautiful it's gift beautiful, yeah that is amazing and hysterical Isn't and sad beautiful? and yeah. with all the things but one thing is when I we got into rehearsal right after that so I feel like I've I've become this sort of um. Like David Blaine, Marina Abramovic, um, woman of <laughs> what is that? Um, do you throw that name. I, I mean, wait, that. so the the um, endurance. <laughs> I've become this endurance artist. So the most yeah. of the show, I'm like usually doing a repetitive motion for forever. Like, mm-hmm. but so it's yeah. So my my comedy has mostly become just a walking meditation at this point. But yeah, I do. I feel like this is really exciting to play not be performance art but to play with the trips it has been super oh, yeah. fun. Totally. Yeah. Important. I, think, I art think it does a feel. lot of that.
1: Yeah. And I sometimes accidentally do go into performance art. Phase mode with and it. that's why Grace is and there. That's why Grace is there. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
4: to really undercut that that vibe so hard. Exactly. Perfect part Anytime that it does get too performance arty, I just make sure that it's the
1: worst performance
4: art you've ever seen. But Which that actually, that's a good, actually, promo, but that's a good really point funny. though,
1: is that it is, we're all, all four of us are such different personalities. Yeah. And Allison has created this environment for us to exist in together. Yes. That's like filled with incredible looking things. It has a super feminine feel. It has a feminine feel from a masculine and feminine gaze, interestingly, I think. Mm. And and all this cool other stuff that you'll have to come to the show to see. But it's like uh, the relationship between four women in a confined space, It's a womarium. Is, is, it's a womarium. Yeah.
4: When
2: you guys first started your idiot work, um, did you feel like you had to push past, like, your fear of being embarrassed or, like, societal notions of, like, how ladies fit into the everyday? Like, did it challenge you in a way that you were excited about or fearful about when you first started doing it?
4: Mm. Yeah. I mean, you ladies are, like, really comfortable
2: in your own skin. I feel like you guys are comfortable in your own skin, but, like... I'm me, sure when I, you first started, maybe. I mean,
1: I feel that like every time that I'm up doing <laughs> yeah. the idiot. I'm <laughs> serious. Do you guys?
2: I don't think you guys What's do. What's the question?
1: Yeah.
2: So when you first started as doing as well. it, did you have to like push past some fear? Yeah. Because idiot work is very physical. And exactly what you're talking about earlier, you get to break a lot of rules. You can't yeah. come like, anything prepared either. Yeah. When yeah. you're doing it in the
4: workshop, it's like you're not allowed – and I think some people cheat, cheat that sometimes, but like yeah. w- when you're in the workshop learning it, like the the person who's leading the workshop, if you do come with something prepared, will easily feel you out for that and make you drop it immediately. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, if you're doing anything mm-hmm. that's super hack or anything like that, like yeah. it only works if you're taking in the, what the audience is giving you. And if they're liking it, then it's, then it's fine. But yeah. Um, yeah, I think for me, for sure, it was like, I didn't know when I was when I took my first idiot class, I was in a class with people a couple of SNLs SNL writers, a guy who was on the new Mad TV, so all these like really experienced performers. You connect with them well. on LinkedIn afterwards. <laughs> Yo, we linked <laughs> up, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Consider it linked. Ka-ching! That's two links together. Ooh, that yeah. was like that magic trick where they put the loops past you, and then yeah. the, the next oh time they do it, they're linked. God. I'm wow. showing them physically what I'm oh, talking about with awesome. my fingers, and it is amazing. You be on a panel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: P.S. P.S. PS people who listen to this podcast know, we're recording in the Nerdist school, and there's live theater happening close by. So sometimes it gets on the track, sometimes it doesn't. Anyway,
3: just I putting heard Sarah Silverman's here. Sweet. <gasps> we told you that. <laughs> Bring some, her into Some
4: the dude lawnmower. in line. Oh, you he oh, probably heard really? it. Oh, She's
2: class. probably the in the big <laughs> one, but
4: yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um the big one. I I think that it's definitely it's you have to overcome some fears um, and it makes you uncomfortable and I think that it also teaches you to be co- that, but then you mm-hmm. grow from that. Like so then anytime you're like in an uncomfortable situation or something goes wrong on stage, you learn how to use it instead of being thrown off by it. Mm-hmm. You know, so it just teaches you to like play with all of your failures. Yeah, I think
0: I think that the reason we do it is that feeling and like you get to the place where you crave that feeling of vulnerability, of openness, of aliveness that because I think there's one way to interpret that. It's like fear. I'm going to shut down. The other is, oh, my God, I'm so I have a personal growth comedy show called Wow, So Alive. (laughs) Um, But yeah, wow, I feel so alive. And like um, for me, like to be honest, I've always felt more free on stage than in real life. More permission on stage than anywhere else. Like it's a magical place. And I think I see a lot of head shakes from the Mm WOM. I think we, I think a lot of us who are drawn to performance in any shape have experienced that. And that's what we're doing it for. So I think, yes, of course, it's always scary. But for me, it's, I think I've gotten so so loving that feeling that I love it more than I fear it. And, and I, the fear feeling is exciting for me. I like it. I want more of that. Yeah. I want more and more and more. I want a bigger, bigger, scarier, scarier, more feeling alive. I don't don't know how much I don't know how much
4: further Lucia can be pushed because she literally told us she's peed on stage before. I peed on stage and
0: did a split with my girlfriends and high fived and it was the best night ever. But you know you can't pull out you can't pull that out every night. You become the pee girl
1: wonder if I'll ever not feel new to the idiot work. Maybe even after like 20 years of doing it, I'll still feel new, which is why I like doing it. Cause for me it is incredibly uncomfortable. But I think that that's because what I want to do is push myself always and be really uncomfortable. Mm. I feel like if I'm uncomfortable, then I'm on the right track, you know, <laughs> like yeah. honestly. And I think I'm just destined to feel that way in my life. And that's good to me. Yeah. So it's not fear and like, oh God, I really don't want to do this. It's fear like, I I don't know what this is going to, I have no idea how this is going to go. Yeah. And any preconceived notion that I have does not go well. No. So when <laughs> I try you, to do that, when no. I try to control it, and I really have a bit of an issue with trying to control things. And for me, it's like what my issues are in my life or my issues in my work. Totally, you know. And so for, it's like whenever I try to control, it falls fucking flat. So that's that's for me the thing. It's like that's that's the best. And I think that that's the best relationships that we can have and the best work. And when I see performers that are free in that way, that is so inspiring to me. And it makes me want to work. And hopefully, will make other people want to work. And but yeah, it's like the weirdest. There's no rules, there's no
2: way to do it. Would you guys say that the current political climate has influenced what's gonna happen in Sugar Bear? I hope so. I mean, I hope so in the way that it's like, uh,
0: I think it's a call to embody ourselves like never before and be unapologetic and that's a huge spark for the show was Claire just having this image of us screaming I have no apologies. Mm-hmm. And and I, for me, like honestly, I don't mean to overemphasize this because I think it can become an excuse for not being out in the world and being present for others, but I do feel like we, when we are our one woman revolution and we just fully embody our fucking bodies, like as simple as that, like on stage, like this is whom I am. <laughs> like that is really like ripple, that can be a ripple effect. Like, you know, just, cause it's not like I walk around loving my body, but when I'm on stage, I just feel liberated from the weight of wondering about it. Mm. It's like my body's now a vehicle. Now it's something's happening through me. And I'm, I don't have any space in me to be like, oh, my abs, you know? Mm-hmm. So I think that that action is feminist and is progressive and is a, and hopefully, I think this whole political moment is like pushing us to, to be that for the world. So like shine the light and like move forward.
4: One thing that, um, a couple things about like that for me, like I definitely like there is this moment of like apology for me, and I like don't want to give too much away, but like it definitely has to do with like you know Trump being elected and like also like my relation to a lot of people in my family who voted for him and like my lack of control of that and my and my I actually like you know living with the guilt of that and having to deal with that you know and also reconcile you know my love of these people with the, the fact that they like you know like had n- like refused to acknowledge the sexual like assault allegations and all sorts of stuff you know what I mean so like for me that was a big part like it, it's just is come out within me in the show. I'm also, like, want to try and be aware that while this is, like, a feminist show, like, you know, how can we make it more intersectional, you know? Like, it's three white women and one Indian woman, you know what I mean? But, like, how can we address feminism in an intersectional way without, like, overpowering it, you know, just with our own perspectives? Like, I'm trying to always be thinking about that with the show because I think it is important like super important so I'm I try to keep that in mind with with the stuff that we create and the stuff that I personally like write for myself as well mm-hmm. um, but yeah I think just po- with I also think that like one thing that is really great about the work that we do um, given the current climate uh, is that it's super absurd and in times where there are like really difficult political things going on, uh, absurdism like it has a really like powerful powerful um undertaking from the audience like it's, it's received really well because when people like are going to these comedy shows and one thing that I, I love I love stand-up comedy but sometimes when you know the, this is no fault of anyone but like it makes you actually focus in when you're in the stand-up environment like on those issues because people are talking about it and whatever as opposed to like getting something that's like can be but by an approached in like an absurd way can still be an escape. You know what I mean? Like absurdism, I think, is a super great escape from really difficult times. Yeah.
0: And it's also like sometimes it seems like the only thing that makes any sense in a world that makes no sense. I mean, yeah. the world makes yeah. no sense. So
4: when you try to be like as nonsensical as possible, you know, in a lot of ways, then I think that that is like a fucking breath of
1: fresh air. It also takes power away, I think, from things, from, from these, these other things, you know, by giving power, which is what we do a lot, too. Like, John talks about the the absurd and the sublime, we, sacred and profane, right? We talk about, like, finding all these places, which I think is so interesting and awesome and cool and fun. And sometimes when you see it happen in this work, you're like, for me, it makes me think about other things in my life, in the world. And so... To me, it's like I, I'm thinking right now about this thing that I saw right after Trump got elected. There was a a march. Did you guys see the Like the, the, the clowns who went to the KKK march? No. There were all yes. these clowns. the juggalos. No, they went to the KKK march. <laughs> but I would love to know about that. The juggalos did go
2: to some kind of right wing protests. for real. The juggalo clown people went to like a right wing thing and crashed it, which what I did think they is do? awesome. They just were like it was a Trump rally and they were like, fuck Trump and they went and they like outnumbered the Trump people. Wow. You can't yeah. fuck That's with amazing. juggalos. <laughs> no.
0: The woman's you march do not. was rerouted. <laughs> you do <Trump> not.
4: <laughs> but they didn't Sugar thing. Bear, do not fuck with the juggalos.
1: <laughs> also Tits and Bush. <laughs> oh my god, totally. The 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 you know, the right wing people were chanting white power white power white power and the clowns were all dressed in ridiculous white clothing and they said wife power wife power wife power <laughs> oh my God. and then the kkk people whatever said no white power you know getting madder <laughs> and madder white power white power oh. and they said white flower white flower oh, white flower my God. and threw all this flower in the air and then the third one i think was actual flowers and it's like it's a really dark, horrible thing, of course, right? But there's this, the, when you do the absurd thing, it can take some power away, I think, from the other yeah. side. Yeah. So, yeah, I think the show definitely like is responding there's, to there's that. There's
0: something in that, too, that I like love to unpack. Because I feel like sometimes, as a comedian, I do feel this, like, I feel tension or people have their buttholes clenched. And (laughs) I just want to come in and be like, blah, say the stupidest thing. Like, I think that, for me, that was a reason I got into comedy as a child. Like so, then even with a with a, something so serious as like what's happening politically, to see like this tension, this like this conflict, this deep suffering, and to be like, how can we bring comedy into this sphere to like loosen things up, opening things up? honestly, I think when you open things up, just open the butthole. Open the butthole. Just
1: loosen your loosen butthole. The sphincter. Sugar bag. I, think- <laughs> I was just gonna say, it's amazing how. To me, like the the best thing and coolest thing about feminism would be that everyone's a feminist, and like mm-hmm. men can partake in this kind of thing, like women can, you know, yeah. this and that. And I don't. It's just like John, as Grace said, is so open. Mm-hmm. He's so open to all this shit that we're bringing. And John has such a strength of being able to find everyone's strength and and help it play like like an orchestra you know what I mean like this comes here this comes here and teaches us really to listen to each other so that we can find find what what strengths and weaknesses we can bring and push and pull on each other too so it's just I think he's one of the most
0: genuinely curious people I've ever met and I feel like as an artist that's such a huge lesson is like that's where it's at it's Mm -hmm. like also to grace what you said about like the space was so huge for me because I feel like when I look at comedy world and why so many women leave and why the what the hippo has a history of women leaving which is like really can be so sad like another great woman is like i'm um, stepping back and and i think that that space taking is enormous for us like the no apology is coming in and i think with us we're finding what is the different dynamic because to be honest i think there's a social intelligence that women have any oppressed group has more social intelligence you know, like, minorities, social intelligence, like, because you actually have to be radar to open because you're not the norm and, like, you have to find your way and you have to be accepted and you have to be – women, we have to be chosen. That's, like, the history of that. So mm-hmm. it's, like, we would be liked. So I feel like it makes all the sense in the world that we have more hesitation about stepping on someone's toes or, you know, da da, da. Um, and then men you know especially like white men just come in Boop, there i am here's me so <laughs> i so i feel like for us to find our our own unique rhythm in this space where it is all women like how do we find that because i think sometimes like for me working i've like like i said in the beginning i was raised by like two really hardcore feminists who were like the, not wallflowers like my grandma like led the house and like but i feel like that was always like a hyper re- that was like a hyper reaction right and like I feel like I can survive in the merge because I've got some fucking balls. Like, to be in the female space and realize I don't have to be in that zone. And, like, I think for all of us, like, take that breath and, like, see how we can share the space and what's happening between us is really what it's about, which I think is a really feminine superpower to be tapping into.
4: I love it. So,
2: guys – Wrapping up, where can people see the tits and nips mm. slash oh
1: beautiful-sounding nest womb that you have created? So beautiful. So next weekend, January 26th and 27th, at POV Gallery, which is in beautiful Altadena. Ooh. Altadena. Wow, what a magical sounding place. I know, everyone says that, and you know why? Because it's true. <laughs> and it's only
4: 15 to 20 minutes away from
1: Hollywood. It's true, depending <laughs> it's on the day and time. Get
0: away with us, Altadena. Right
1: next to it is a really <laughs> awesome pizza place, my cousin's pizza place, POV Pizza. It's actually Amazing. his gallery. Um, and so it's there. You can find everything out on, we have a Facebook page page going we have an event bright where you can go into Eventbrite, type in sugar bear boom do the rest yeah, yeah. but um, You will go to that one you will go to that and then you know look at all of our instagrams which yeah. are yeah. our can names you follow on instagram you can type in
0: on ig fam guys yeah
4: hashtag wom of sugar bear yeah. uh and you'll see all of our instagrams there all of our posts about the show and yeah. all of us have a link to the ticket in our in our bios. I also, I miss you. Ange.
1: Hi, Ange. Hi, Hi, Ange. Hi. Ange. We we're miss sorry. you. We wish you were here. I
0: feel like the <laughs> mom power was strong. I feel like she was here.
2: Yes, she she was yes, here. she'll be back. Um, you guys, thanks for listening to Welcome to the Clambake. You can follow us on social media at Clambake Pod on Twitter. Welcome to the Clambake on Instagram. We're we got a new episode every week. Uh, we're doing product reviews. And Allison Bruno of B-Squid wrote us a new theme song. Now you're going to listen to it. Bye. Woo. Woo. Woo-hoo. How do you like me now? Maybe was a chowder
0: or on a platter with melted butter and tangy mustard in a cluster from the coast of California. A trust of luscious muscles, baby. The full of the moon. With a new batch coming soon, fresh baked and tastefully welcoming you to the clam bake. Welcome to the clam bake. Welcome to the clam bake. Welcome to the clam bake. The clam bake.
4: Ooh.
1: What's a creative podcast network?